everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact. This is your host, Priyanka Kumla, joining you on our 108th episode of Career Leadership Podcast, and I have an amazing guest who's joining us from Dubai. Before I unveil my special guest, a quick reminder to follow us. You can follow me, Priyanka Kumla, and the Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn to receive your LinkedIn Live notifications. We're also on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Give us a like, a follow, and a review to help us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. And with that, I'm going to unveil my guest for the day, Dr. Shomdatta Singh. Hi, Shom. How are you doing? Hey, Priyanka. Namaste to everybody watching this amazing show with this amazing lady. So, so glad to be doing this with you. Awesome. I'm super excited because I'm going to unveil several aspects of Shom through this episode. And as you know, this episode is all about inspiring people. It's about talking about candid nuggets of wisdom from our everyday life. So let me give you an introduction about who Dr. Shom Datta Singh is. She's a serial entrepreneur, angel investor. She's currently operating her third venture, Acidus Global, a $100 million revenue generating e-commerce company that enables and scales Fortune 500 companies as well as small and medium enterprises across the globe. And she lives life on the edge because every adversity comes with an opportunity and that's something Dr. Shom has a vision for. And she was designated as one of Fortune India's 50 most powerful women. You know, there are several exciting aspects about Dr. Shom that she's going to reveal exclusively to our podcast listeners. And I'm super excited to have an amazing Asian entrepreneur who is living on the edge of her life. So we're super excited. Are you, Shom? I'm super duper excited because, you know, there are very few podcasts or very few series like this that focus on the great journeys of South Asians because to me, they're pretty much running the world. But podcasts like this give us the visibility and allows us to inspire and share our stories with the generation that is looking up to us. Thank you, Shom. And you're somebody that I see is very relatable. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show because you are an epitome of success. You know, somebody who's gone through adversities in life and to our listeners, something that is behind the scenes that I, you know, got to know from Shomas. She's been through a couple of brain surgeries and she just got off her skydiving adventure earlier in the day. So here's this woman who's doing it all, living life on her own terms, but at the same time, inspiring a lot of people through her entrepreneurship. So I hope everybody's going to feel, you know, super thrilled about hearing the different uh, life aspects of Dr. Shom as well. So I know there are a couple of live listeners. Feel free to drop in a quick comment, a quick hello, and get a chance to be acknowledged by Shom herself. All right, Shom, so let's get started. You know, let's start with your skydiving adventure to begin with. How was that experience? I'm quite sure it must have been very surreal. Oh, my God. Surreal is an understatement, right? It was absolutely inexplicable. Like, it's, it's liberating when you're 18,000 feet above the ground, jumping off a plane, and you have the gush of air running through your skin, there cannot be a better expression of freedom, a better expression of breaking barriers than that. And, and to me, I've, you know, it was always on my plan of to-dos, and that's how I conquer my fears. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it again. Who knows? My next level is going to actually be getting a certification and jumping off a plane by myself. But it was amazing. It was exhilarating. You know, that that's such a lovely experience. And I've done indoor skydiving. So 
Mm-hmm. It's at a different scale, but I love the experience of just being a, you know, a superwoman. You know, being in that pose and, you know, trying to see how the world looks from a thirty thousand feet view. I know, but you got to do the real one. Trust me, it is. It's it's absolutely on a different level altogether. You know, and I did it in Dubai because it's one of the highest skydive, and you actually are falling like on the palm, and it's tandem. It's just absolutely brilliant, right? It takes you. it just opens up your mind you know you're you're so close to that experience and you know something can happen doesn't matter but what is it in that moment you are untouchable you are free and you're feeling like a bird and i always wanted to fly like a bird so it it happened today and what a great day to share this experience and being on your podcast that's awesome shom we have a couple of live listeners let's acknowledge them before mm-hmm. we talk more about your absolutely entrepreneurship experience so we have aj Atavar, who says thank you, Priyanka and Shomdatta. Shomdatta is a trailblazer, and I like her high energy and passion. Thank you, AJ, for those kind words. And we have Absolutely. we have Satya, who says hello to us. Hey, Satya, welcome to the show as well. All right, Shom. So let's talk about your entrepreneurship experience. You know, now that mm-hmm. you have the skydiving experience that you shared with us, right? You know, being up there, mm-hmm. feeling untouchable, feeling like a bird. how does that translate into your life as a entrepreneur who's always you know on the edge of things you know you started this show by saying a couple of brain surgeries so i actually had two of them i was born with a brain tumor and uh, it was it was basically a cerebrospinal tumor imagine a mom uh, being handed her baby a newborn and told that there's a tumor and that can actually be life threatening my parents actually took a chance and that's and i i i'm telling you I'm everything i am because of them today because they pretty much pushed me to be uh pushing my boundaries and excelling at what i want to you know i put my mind to so i at 6 months is when i actually went through the surgery and it took me a couple of years to actually start walking talking etc and i like i've like a huge scar behind my back and there was a for a very long time i used to be quite embarrassed about it and i'm like okay i don't want to go swimming because people can see my scar but over time i've learned how to embrace it about 14 years from 12 years back i i went through an aneurysm surgery and i was again lucky both my parents are doctors they could quickly identify the symptom and it was clipped but guess what there was a period where i almost lost a lot of different things in my life including a lot of my motor functions from there to skydiving today is is how far i have come and every time there has been an adversity that i have encountered in life to me it looked like a multitude of opportunity like the pandemic in 2020 grew our business by almost 300x who knew there is going to be a push consumerism that's going to happen due to the pandemic and e-commerce is going to see the biggest boom ever now it's not just the number of transactions going up it's the number of users that now transact on e-commerce has like you know grown by almost 36 37% and imagine the opportunity it has given to people like us who own brands which are all digital first brands and then work with really large brands you know from a himalaya to sipla and 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 just to name a few mark jacobs h&m so the thing is these boost us to believe that at the end of the day it's a mindset 
You know, entrepreneurship is a mindset. You see an opportunity, you tap into the opportunity and you grow from there. And that's exactly how I live my life. I live every day. I see an opportunity every day and I'm constantly hustling and I've had my share of failures, but that's what makes the story worth telling Priyanka. Absolutely. And we love hearing those wonderful stories through our podcast. So tell us this show, you spoke about this mindset shift. How has mm -hmm. this process evolved? Because, you know, mindset, mindset shifts happen over a period of time and it's not overnight success. Like a lot mm -hmm. of us think it is. So can you mm -hmm. talk about some of the, you know, some of the steps that you've taken to be where you are today? You know, that's a beautiful question, Priyanka. Mindset is something that is ever evolving, right? Remember, you and I are not the same people we were when we were 19, 25, or even 30, right? I'm, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm going to be 35. And for me, as and when these shifts have happened is because of experiences. Few things that I've learned in the course of time. One is that you are solely responsible for your actions and do not blame your surroundings for the repercussion. Second, Contentment is super important, but contentment does not mean you stop hustling, you stop being an achiever. Contentment means acceptance, right? Unless you have acceptance in your life, you'll never ever be happy and at peace with what you're doing because you'll constantly question what's happening around you. Now, that is something which requires a constant mind shift, right? You, you need to know, be observing, be conscious and work on yourself on a regular basis. The other thing, which is super duper important, is needing validation. Priyanka, we don't need validation from others. The biggest challenge today we humans and this generation has is that we do not feel ourselves to be sufficient or good enough. We question ourselves too much and that lets others question us. So the seeking of validation cannot be external. It is very internal. And it didn't happen overnight, Priyanka. It happened in different phases of life. It happened through learnings. It happens through experiences, like how Swami Vivekananda says that, you know, your experiences are actually your journey because your journey only ends with death is what people believe, but the soul transcends. Imagine what Swami Vivekananda talked about, Brian E. Wise, a, a, a Western uh, psychiatrist talked about in his book, In Many Lives, Many Masters, right? Uh, uh, you know, uh, people who did not believe in afterlife or souls, etc., believed, yes, it's true. So the whole karmic evolution is something that is constant as well. So the, mind shift sh the mindset shift is not one time, Priyanka. It's constant. It comes with awareness, experience and acceptance. So these are the three paramount foundation for that mindset shift. I love the way you put it together. You know, it's the awareness, the experience, and you know, the acceptance part of it is very hard for a lot of us, right, Shom? Mm -hmm. You know, as millennials, you know, we are of the same age group and I can relate to a lot of your experiences that you're sharing. You know, as a woman, you know, as an Asian entrepreneur, as a woman of color, you know, it's, it's always hard because we are seeking a lot of appreciation, validation. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right stuff? You know, those are things um, you have to kind of shut your mind chatter sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a evolving process. So I can very much relate to that wonderful nugget of wisdom. Absolutely. And you know, one thing I've realized, your right is always going to be somebody's wrong. That's also because 
that's also because of their own journey doesn't make it right or wrong for them it's just we as individuals are so unique even though we come from same culture our upbringings are different our karmic cycles are different and therefore it's so important to accept that the other person's right and your right are not going to be the same so don't live your life based on somebody else else's perception or what you see and some, right. and, and you know that priyanka i always talk about my social in my social media at least the reality of things you know from accepting that i have battled depression to talking about my failures to talking about my success there is a balance you know i don't want people to perceive i live a life like a queen i do i absolutely live like a queen but hey guess what the queen has battles too no kingdom is built without battles so that's that's something which is important to, for us to understand you know that's very true and i like the fact that you are owning your crown because for a lot of us we feel like hey that's something that we shouldn't be doing we shouldn't be bragging about but as we embrace our failures we have all the rights to embrace our success and say that hey i deserve to be happy i deserve you know all the accolades you know whatever is that success credit that comes along my way right absolutely you know uh, this is something very important priyanka it's a problem with south asians we undersell ourselves remember from the time you're born you're actually a salesperson from the first pitch that your parents make to the great school that you get admitted to to the great college that you're fighting for to the great job you're always selling so why is it so hard for us to wear that crown and own it with pride because nobody else is going to blow your trumpet if you don't do it there's a reason multi million dollars are spent on pr do you know why because that is what works that is what sells and that is what builds a reputation so we south asians needs to oversell ourselves like our western counterparts do and not undersell because our culture doesn't doesn't actually tell that it's it's all the colonial hangover the years of invasion that has made us like that we as a culture were super open and if you if you if you know that the kama sutra comes from this country there's a reason to it right because we are a very open culture so we should brag about everything that makes us so unique right and to our listeners uh, you know something that is a, a fun trivia about shom is that she's a student of vedas so a lot of her philosophy stems from her understanding of the vedas and upanishads you know our cultural roots and she also talks about the root of economics through vedas you know that's a very interesting concept you know meshing mm -hmm. something that's very unique to our indian culture but at the same time mm -hmm. looking at our day to day affairs through economics talk us through that lens of you know how do you look at economics through vedas you know that's beautiful you said um three years it's 2018 i was in chicago at the 125th anniversary of swami vivekananda there was a big uh, you know conference that was organized by the vishwa hindu parishad where people from different walks of life you know westerners indians europeans from different walks of life was coming and presenting their thesis on subjects right and i'm a student of economics so one of the things that i was debating and talking about is why adam smith is not the founder of economics and chanakya is right the arthaniti which is basically the fundamentals of economics of chanakya talks about eight different aspects which is so important for success of a nation that time he was his reference was to a kingdom but think about it in today's uh, you know standard and parlance and i'm going to explain that to you chanakya says sukhasya mula dharmam dharma is a way of life dharma is not religion 
which means if you are a king of a kingdom, you're going to allow the subjects to lead ways of their life as per their own terms and conditions, because that is one of that is what is going to bring you peace. The moment you create concepts where you are bifurcating people by what they follow, who they follow, their ethos, etc., you're creating a sense of division. Dharmasya mula artham. Artha is not tangible money. Artha is the wealth of connection. So all those people who quote and say your network is your net worth, it's, it's basically Chanakya that talked about it, right? Now, imagine, arthasya mula rajya, which means if you build connections, you build a kingdom. Think about it in today's day and time. The pandemic has taught us what? Anything can get go away from you. Life is transient. Money is transient. Jobs are transient. Everything is transient. But at the end of the day, when you need help, you pick up the phone and call that family or friend and talk about your issues and concerns, and they basically help you out. So the value of relationships is something so important to the economic fundamentals of a society that is looking to thrive. That is what builds the Rajyam. That is your kingdom. Rajyasyamula, Indriyajayam. What does Indriya Jaya means? It means your senses. What is very important and something we millennials or Gen X and Gen Y forget? Paying attention. We talk more, we listen less. We do not pay attention to consciousness. We don't pay attention to awareness. We do not pay attention to the concept of Shruti and Smriti, which is how our Vedas were built. Listen and remember, because the more you listen, the better you remember. So. At the end of the day, this Indriya Jaya means keeping your five senses active because you need to know what's happening around you. The moment you stop losing touch with your awareness, you lose the economic fundamentals. So I'll give you an example in today's parlance. If today you are not quickly innovating and pivoting, let's say you're in the retail business, you're, you're, you're running a store, but you don't have online presence, you know that the pandemic and the lockdowns, etc., can impact you, you know, in an incremental way. So you quickly you know, pivot and you quickly go online. Look at the fintech companies, what they're doing today. They're making credit online. You know, now transactions are online. Everything is online. This is pivoting. This is this comes from awareness. So you don't focus on the problem. You focus on the solution and be aware of what is happening around you so you can pivot and grow. Now, Indriya Jaisamula Vinayam, when you have dharma, your way of life, artha, your connections, rajya, your kingdom, you have your five senses alive. What happens to people? They let all of this get to their head. They forget Vinayam, which is humility. You know why the most important essence of human life is humility? Is because that's the only thing people remember. Today, Western philosophers have talked about how important it is to, to treat people right, because that's what they care about. Priyanka, do you remember 40 years back who were the big billionaires? how much money they had, what assets they have, you will not. But you'll not forget how somebody treated you. And that is something which Chanakya talks about. He says, if you're humble and you treat people well, and as a king of a nation, as a government that is running the nation, you don't lose, lose touch with the people, their ethos, their emotions, you'll never, ever lose touch with them and never lose that Rajya that you've built. So even as an entrepreneur, Today, I run, like I have 80 plus people that work for me and I ensure that they're all empowered. I'm listening to them. I care for them. I pay attention to their needs, including their personal life. Because at the end of the day, if they're not happy there, they're going to bring that baggage to work. So a lot of people are going to debate, oh no, why should we care? You should care. That's how you build loyalty.
and your loyalty is your biggest royalty because that is what sustains you so that's basically the fundamentals of economics and growth to build that rajya and to sustain that rajya as per vedic philosophy you know i love the way you're bringing our ancient philosophy into practice you know this is not something just for a certain time or a certain age group to embrace mm -hmm. this philosophy i'm so glad as young entrepreneurs you're looking at you know how do you care for people because that's what your business schools your leadership books your leadership boot camps are teaching you right and you know mm -hmm. i'm so glad to hear this first time from a guest on my podcast on how do you embrace our unique you know ancient philosophy Absolutely. and be a better leader mhm mm you know your history is the foundation of science remember that you know unless you value where you came from you can never move forward in life and there's a reason to it the concept of being rooted like if you see what our vedas talk about they talk about the prana the aksha and the kalpa right so why does it talk about it right energy matter time they're already there like shushruta who was actually the founding father of surgeries and medicines is worshiped in melbourne but not in india yoga that comes from india is a 78 billion dollar enterprise outside of india and now keto do you know where the fat based diet was first mentioned in patanjali patanjali is a book of yoga and science and yoga is less about the body more about the vitality of the mind now you are making keto a multi billion dollar enterprise outside when fat based diet is already mentioned in our vedas because the brain is made of fat and the brain uses fat to burn into fuel So think about it why it's so important to pay attention to your history because our history creates innovation and that is what it brings economic value to a nation You know those are very enlightening insights and I have a couple of live comments from our listeners as well we have AJ who says thank you Shom for your Vedas insights and we have Gary It says great to be participating. Som is a rock star. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, AJ. You know, I see some amazing comments from Satya. It means it's such a pleasure that you, you guys are watching this and you can relate to it. Thank you, Satya. So it's very interesting and impressive interview. Thank you so much, Satya. So let's talk about your entrepreneurship adventure, the e-commerce companies that you've built. Tell us a little bit about the brands and you know what it takes to build you know a multi-million-dollar empire. you know again that whole thing about that your network is your net worth um i started building asiders as a private label company where we were basically building private label brands to sell just on amazon right uh how did i come up with that opportunity so in my previous avatar my previous company which was an ad tech company which is acquired now uh one of the things we quickly realized is the power of d2c because we were working with companies which are into the d2c area we're doing a lot of work for them like the moment you have access to consumers it's a it's a it's a continuous revenue generating opportunity so how do we ensure that uh, you know we leverage it so we started with our health supplements brands which became phenomenal success uh, online and then as we were doing that we started integrating with amazon's apis and then went on to walmart and the apis that they give you as a part of their developer platform actually gives you a lot of insights and analytics that allows you to launch brands and make them successful because amazon's a9 algorithm functions on two main parameters right search versus conversion and reviews and ratings now the moment you're able to understand that and create a portfolio 
you have a champion of a brand. And if you see in US, the private label market is over, over $200 billion, right? These are brands that only sell in digital, not necessarily offline at all. We took that and built into Asidus, which we founded in 2018. So this became Asidus, right? Multiple private label brands. We own like eight brands right now. And then we started working with very large brands and said, hey, listen, you focus your brand on the retail or you build brand, we will scale them online. So we became exclusive partners with very big e-commerce, uh, very big retail brands who are extremely well-known, Fortune 500, multi-billion dollar, and said, we will be your e-commerce partners. Now, why would they tie up with somebody like Asidus? Because we solved the biggest problem, which is cross-border. Asidus operates out of seven countries, right? So if you want to kind of, you know, sell in Asia, we are there. We're in Japan, we're in Singapore, we're in India. You want to sell in the United States, we're in US, we're in Canada. You want to sell in UAE and KSA, we're already here. That's one of the reasons I have a home in Dubai. You want to sell in uh, in Russia, we're already integrated with Ozone, Russia's biggest marketplace. You want to sell in Germany, we're there. So the idea is, how do I give brands comfort into solving this cross-border problem and being a partner that's formidable and is going to commit it to growth? So we, we are all number-driven, right? So that is what made Asidus. And Asidus means perpetual growth. And it's so uncanny that in 2020, it, that, that name just seems so much more relevant because today we're not only growing, scaling, we raised a round of funding last year, you know, and, and it just validates how we are at the crux of a great innovation and building something that is formidable, scalable, and sustainable. So that's what, what my journey has been. Like, you know, from owning private label brands to now helping brands make multi-million dollars online and being a part of that journey with them and making revenue through that. I like the unique space that you operate with Asidus, yeah. where you have a mix of, you know, your domestic brands, but you also have a mix of your client brands. So yeah. it's a win-win where, you know, it's, you're in a much better position to scale. Now, mm -hmm. speaking of scale, you know, you are operating cross-border, but what is one challenge that you have to do from a cultural standpoint, communication standpoint, teamwork standpoint, as you were scaling? Was that a, a fast and easier move or was that a lesson learned that you can share with our listeners? Oh, that's a brilliant question. Priyanka, the biggest thing or the biggest engine behind a successful company is a great team. And, and I learned it very early on, you know, having done a project with Dr. Amar Bose of the Bose Systems, is that an entrepreneur, a smart entrepreneur, always hires a team better than him or her, right? So the culture that we had to build in the team is the holding and stake in the company and being owner, owners in the organization, especially the top level team, right? Especially the pillars. They basically are the anchors that hold the ship together. And that is a shift that we had to make, finding the right people, finding the right anchors. And today I have a team that is so, so committed, sincere, supportive, and constantly learning that even if I decide to step back, trust me, Asidus is going to continue to grow. And that's my legacy. That's how I believe every entrepreneur should function. It should not be dependent on them. The team should feel the commitment to run it for you. So hire a team that works with you and not for you, one. Two, ensure that they get access to different markets. Like my team, when I'm here, like at least my key leaders, they all came here. They all got a sense of the culture here, met the people here, met the marketplace leaders here because we're doing a lot of work with Noon. So 
we i allow them to travel mix with people understand people and most importantly have that ownership that they're driving things i think that is something which which has been a paramount reason for what we've been able to do but did it happen overnight no i failed i failed at my so this is my third venture the second one why i say i failed is not because i didn't make money but i became too greedy too soon and made mistakes that quickly enabled me to understand that scaling also has to happen in due time you can't rush the moment you rush you fail though failure is important because that keeps you grounded because i think that's a foundation for your learning so i always say failure is a first attempt in learning but it taught me that right importance of team importance of stability because you got to be stable before you scale imagine you see a great growth and suddenly you take a dip it's going to not work like that you have to think from a j curve perspective so that was my learning with my second company and and though you know we were able to sell it but i think we should have we would have been able to scale it a lot better if i didn't get to ahead of my myself you know that's a great way in which you are reflecting about you know a failed experience it's more like a learning curve you know that's how i see the j curve that you talked about but what was going at the back of your mind shown because you've had your first venture that was successful and you see your second venture and though you're reflecting on the fact that you know i should have slowed down or i should have you know changed my success parameters how did you handle that low moment and how did you get out of that mode of you know self sabotaging yourself you know it, again a great question when i talked about the empowerment of the team it came from that i was running uh ira pretty much just like oh it's all mine i'm going to do it all myself i get it oh yes i did but that was not sufficient then came the imbalance of personal and professional relationship you know i was in a relationship that took my priority and i i couldn't balance the two together which is so important for entrepreneurs that's why you need a great team because if you want to find that balance you need a great team that's going to anchor and support you right it can't be all dependent on you now in terms of sabotaging it's about am i going to grieve or am i going to get out and get moving letting go is the only way you can let in and i i was talking to you before this series when you know during our chat the concept of detachment you know swami vivekananda says why is detachment the biggest form of attachment detachment does not mean i don't love something detachment means i'm able to let go when it's the right time a mother nourishes and nurtures her children but one day they leave home they will get married they will start a family but if you stay to attach you're going to interfere in that family and you're going to lead to their doom but if you accept that your role in their life is constant but the 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 involvement that you have in their life has to reduce you're able to find that success quickly so the way i was able to get out is quickly understand where the problem was fix it and get out move out get detached even though i wanted to build it way larger that should be about also the maturity that what is the concept of large is large about money or is large about letting go at the large, at right time so i always tell all entrepreneurs you know when you start a company your business plan should also write am i going to exit that is acquire, get acquired or am i becoming a google or a facebook because if your if your vision is to become that then you work like that if your vision is to exit then you think like that so your vision 
your mission and your approach to that is all so correlated. So that's how I look at it. You know, the concept of detachment is so important for entrepreneurs to succeed. I love that. And this is something that I would encourage all our listeners to, you know, note it down as part of your wisdom for 2021. You know, the concept of letting go is a challenge for a lot of us because I think it's yeah. part of our cultural upbringing where we have attachment to people, materialistic possessions, you know, that American dream, whatever that is, right? And then you think about what's the purpose in your life? And as Shom and I were talking as part of a pre-production of the show was, you know, when Shom asked me, like, what, are you, what do you want out of life? You know, that got me thinking. And I told her, you know what? I'm on this journey of finding joy. And it's beyond the American dream. It's beyond the, you know, the professional accomplishments, you know, the cultural milestone accomplishments. Now it's more about what is that that I want to do to create an impact for me and the people around me? And the podcast has been a wonderful way in which I meet amazing people like Shom who continue to inspire me. And I feel like I need to do, you know, more amazing things to make me happy and spread the joy to people around me as well. True. Absolutely. I love that, you know. And, and remember something, Priyanka, our purposes change with time and age. That's Again, very true. something something we got to be very cognizant of and very accept, accepting of. Like today, if you if two years down the line, this is something you do not enjoy and you enjoy something else, be kind to yourself. Accept that it's okay and that's fine because that's your journey and that's, that's something which nobody except for you is accountable for. That's very true. And that goes to say having more compassion towards ourselves is a great asset for a leader and an entrepreneur. You know, that's Absolutely. how we can share compassion and treat our employees in a kind way. Now, as you've spoken about your journey, Shom, I want to ask you this. At any point in your journey, did you feel being a woman, being an Asian uh, entrepreneur was kind of a hindrance towards your dreams or towards your dream big philosophy? You know, again, a very, very important question. And I think I address, I will address it in two parts. I've always grown up in an environment where I have not only believed, but I've learned, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to quote the Vedas. I'm going to quote, the, you know, Yajur Veda here, where it talks about Strihi Brahma Babuvit, which means woman, you're the ultimate source of enlightenment, thus empower the man. We have the power of an extra X chromosome. And therefore I do not believe that women need empowerment. Why I'm saying this is this mindset allowed me to be who I am today. I do not enter a meeting room thinking I'm a woman. I enter a meeting room thinking I'm an equal, right? I do not meet people or an investor thinking that they are going to do me a favor by giving me money. I think they have a great opportunity in, in, in investing into someone like me and my dream. And therefore, it's a win-win for both, right? So the mindset, which you talked about in the first segment of this great podcast, this is so essential. You, what mindset you have is what differentiates you. Do you think a man doesn't have challenge? They have way more challenge than women do. And I'll tell you why they need more empathy from us. Because when you grow up feeling like you have the weight of the world on your shoulder and you, are, you're, you have to perform, you tend to underperform and under-evaluate and act uh, you know, in a way that is not very uh, gratitude-filled for in a woman's eye. But if we could empower the men and say, you know what, it's okay. You want to be a chef, be a chef, be a great chef. I'll be a great economist. And, and, and history present goes to prove that women are, women are great economists and great with money and men are great at kitchen. That's why the best chefs of the world are men and the biggest economists of the world are women. So 
it's fundamentally proven like that but if you if you want to you know if you want to go into a mindset versus a man and a woman then there is a problem so the upbringing is so super important and you have a you have a little boy and i think you know we women have to have to ensure that our kids grow up knowing man or a woman you can cry man or a woman choose what you want to do man or a woman you can perform in kitchen man or a woman you can decide to be a housewife or a house husband both are respectable that's a decision that you are empowered to do and the women or the men are going to support that now coming to the second part of the question asian um yes that is something i face because for me it's not just asian people confuse me from different countries uh something i'm a latina something i'm i'm a mix like you know i'm from somewhere in uzbekistan some people think like i'm a mix of asian and and like you know a lot of times i hear oh my god you're not an indian you don't look indian and i don't like that i'm a super proud indian bengali brahmin girl who's grown up and belongs from a country that is multicultural multilinguist and has a facet where all of us look so unique because of the invasion history right so that doesn't define me right you know when i when i was i mean us i'm often you know deemed as a latina whatever right but hey whether i'm a latina whether i'm an indian whether i'm an asian whether i'm from anywhere in the world my competency is not dependent on that it is not defined by the color of my skin it's not defined by the profession i choose it's not defined by the color of my lipstick or the dress i wear it's only defined by the skills i have and the performance that i bring to the table so yes there is bias today you see everywhere stop asian hate some sometime back it was black lives matter this will continue priyanka we are living in a world where it's regressive and progressive at the same time that's why they call it kali yug because it's a life it's it's a world that's confused it's trying to figure its place in the world and in in, in the when i say in the world in the entire ecosystem right in the constellations so at the end of the day i do not see a challenge as a challenge and that again is a mindset evolution that has happened over time i walk into a room thinking i'm an equal i walk into a room feeling like a world leader i walk into a room feeling very proud of my indian roots and i walk out of a room hoping i've inspired someone so that's the only way i lead my life and i will continue to lead my life like that you know that's a great example of how you're leading a life by being on this podcast you know the way you are sharing your your thoughts you know in a way that hey it matters and i've learned so much from you on this episode today shom you know be it about servant leadership be it about mindset shifts and you know as a mom of a young you know of a small toddler how do i make a difference in terms of raising men who understand women what femininity means seeing it in the right spirit right state of mind and you know giving space for each other to survive and help each other so we can grow together as a community as a society and i feel a lot of great responsibility you know having grown in a multicultural you know household moving to the united states to pursue my dreams and now i'm like i have more responsibility not just to myself but the next generation and how we can create more equal spaces for all of us absolutely and you know um the only thing you can do for a, as a mother is to empower your son to embrace his other side which is not toxic masculinity it's about the feminine side of a man right the reason we worship ardhan arishwar 
we worship the linga and the yoni you know the shivlinga and the yoni is basically the 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 penis and the vagina the union of life that is where your muladhara is like your muladhara chakra is the most powerful of all chakra not your ajneya because your sexual energy has the power to procreate and the power to procreate is the biggest power of all as long as we teach our children to embrace that side that hey a man has femininity already in him you just have to be okay to let him cry sometimes to make him work in the kitchen without feeling small to pursue music to even dance to any tune that he wants some things are not slotted for women and not everything is slotted for a man i think empathy towards a man is going to bring true empowerment to women because i'm telling you priyanka from experience men are actually less empowered than women are we have you know, two x they just have an x and y you know that's a great way of looking at things and you know uh, it's interesting because most of us talk about women empowerment but a man needs to be part of that relationship to make you know make this thing work as an ally absolutely that's absolutely. awesome we have some final comments from our listeners as well we have harsh porohit he's one of our loyal listeners who's joining us from virginia he says hey, great harsh. insights and we talked about chanakya and he said he says chanakya was our first ever example of servant leadership in our history mm -hmm. thank you harsh and we have a fun rapid fire on for you are you ready for sure. it sure shoot it shoot it let's All right. go so tell us, i'm ready tell us awesome tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when i say the following and in one word if possible mm -hmm. we'll start with our role model i'm quite sure you have more to share here so we'll let you do it Sure. So the role model, mm -hmm. Swami Vivekananda and Nikola Tesla. And I'll tell you a quick story. I'm not going to take too much time, but there is a beautiful book on how a yogi met an inventor. In 1876, Swami Vivekananda and Nikola Tesla both were attending theater, which was by Sarah Bernhardt, who was actually doing. It's called Isalai, which which is which is a beautiful story from an Upanishad. Not going to dwell into it, but Nikola Tesla had heard of Swamiji. and of course sarah ben hurt knew swamiji very well and he always wanted to understand the concept of philosophy in physics as you know the philosophy is actually the foundation of physics right quantum physics is based out of that so swamiji talked about this to nikola tesla and said that you're doing such great inventions by then he had already patented the ac motor he was doing his other innovation the radar was all patented but he was still trying to find himself because he was not a man who made a lot of money right so swami ji said something to you what are all your principles based on and he said vital energy matter and time and you then he said do you know what vedas talk about three fundamental foundations exactly that right so basically he talked about the prana the aksha and the kalpa these are the three fundamentals foundations so basically prana is your vital energy what you breathe what you exhale inhale and that's what they say that that's what it, you know metamorphosizes you right your aksha is your matter that is basically the ether and then your time which is eon so they had an amazing conversation and both inspired each other and stayed as very good friends a lot of people don't know about it so why swami ji is because i believe that life should be led through philosophical foundations why nikola tesla because there is no bigger inventor than him that the world has ever seen and the world would ever see but we also have to remember that tesla died of depression in a room in new york and that's purely because he couldn't monetize what he built and that's what elon musk is doing so while elon musk is a role model to a lot of people remember how human elon musk is he also is a 
greatly philosophically bent man. But to me, it's always Swami Vivekananda and Nikola Tesla. Well, thanks for sharing that, you know, interesting story. Uh, you know, that, that was very new to me. Thank you. All right, so going back to our rapid fire round, what does happiness mean to you, Shom? Contentment. How do you define you know, success? Inspiration. I'm only successful if I've inspired others, yeah. And you're doing it the right way. <laughs> I should say you're doing it your way. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> there is no right way, like you said, beautifully said, yes. What is one fun thing about Dr. Shom that's exclusive to our career leadership listeners? Nobody knows that I can do break dancing, and I can, right? So I can actually move every single part of my body. I used to impersonate Michael Jackson as a kid. So yeah, I've never talked about this to anyone, but I can break dance, like break every single bone of my body, yeah. That's awesome, and I loved your moves that you did on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last question. What is your native language, and one word to describe Dr. Shom in her native language? My native language is Bengali. And I think the one, one word that describes me is oporajita, which means unbeatable, unstoppable. Well, that is the unbeatable, unstoppable <laughs> Dr. Shom for you guys. This was such an amazing episode. Very eye-opening, I should say, honestly, because I've learned so much about our culture, so much about mm -hmm. how you live life on the edge. What is one parting thought to our listeners before we wrap up? So I'm going to maybe sing this beautiful song, which, you know, in today's day and time is very relevant, right? I would mm. love that. Go for it. Ajeeb daasita hai ye, kaha shuru kaha khatam, ye manzile hai kaun si, na wo samaj saki na hum. Ajeeb daasita hai ye, kaha shuru kaha khatam, ye manzile hai kaun si. Why this song is so relevant, you know, Priyanka, is life is a Najib Dasta. It's strange things that happen all the time. Because the destination is unaware to everyone. Most important thing is to cherish the experiences. So, yeah, I wanted to end it with that note. That's awesome. And, you know, it's the first time it's a new experience for me, but I have a guest actually sing and groove on my show. So <laughs> thank you so much. This was amazing. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? No, I think I'm going to just say this, right? Uh, again, a beautiful quote by Swami Vivekananda, and I live my life on that principle. Take a risk in life. If you win, you lead. But if you fail, you'll guide. With that, you know, I say a salute to all of you for staying and being strong during this pandemic and thriving. Continue to do so. Continue to inspire people. Be compassionate. Be kind. Because that's the only thing that matters. You know, that's amazing. And for me, three key takeaways, you know, through this wonderful discussion with Dr. Shom, it's my first time meeting her. You know, just like you guys, I've been exploring her through this live interactive show the first one being you know as you're scaling focus on your employees focus on the people treat them well as an entrepreneur and to embracing our beautiful indian ancient philosophies of life you know that's a great way where you can learn about servant leadership and three you have such an amazing story shown from 
brain surgeries to skydiving, living life on your own terms. I think that's the greatest asset. And you're such a wonderful role model for a lot of South Asian women out there. So thank you. And I hope our listeners are inspired by our three nuggets of wisdom. And thank you so much for joining us on our show. And we look forward to having you back. So for our Instagram followers, you can follow me, Priyanka Komla and Somdata as the real Som. Data is her Instagram handle. We're going to meet live this week so we can talk a little bit more about Som as well as her key takeaways from the episode. So follow us there uh, and then you'll be getting live notifications, you know, as and when that event happens. Let's, yeah, we have one final comment from AJ, which I'm going to take. He says, thank you, Som and Priyanka for sharing insights. Thank you so much, AJ. And Thank you, thank AJ. You. And thank you, Ramesh Tambi, for joining us as well. He says, you know, we as parents have responsibility for raising, you know, kids and future spouses as well. You know, that's a great way to look at it. Absolutely. And I think that's beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you. And as a reminder, you can follow me, Priyanka Komla, and a Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn to receive your LinkedIn live notifications. So we go live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 p.m. Indian Standard Time. So if you're watching us there, give us a like, leave a comment. And for the folks who are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And for all the podcast lovers who want to hear this soon, please give us a like, a follow, and a rating to help us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. And Shom is also going to give us a, a quick plug on her experience being on the podcast. What do you have to say? Well, Priyanka, it's like I usually say no to a lot of podcasts purely because you know it has to be really inspirational. You are such an inspirational woman. And I'm telling you, this journey of yours, what you're doing with Curry Up Leadership and everybody who's watching, please subscribe to her channel. Please follow Priyanka Komala on Instagram. We need to support each other is how this community is going to thrive and survive and keep to in, you know, continue to inspire people. It's been such an exhilarating experience, Priyanka. And from one woman to the other, Let's keep shining. Let's keep inspiring. And I'm here for you and, 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 and anyone who needs support in any way, little way I can. It's been one of the most exhilarating experiences, especially on the day I did my skydive. I know, Couldn't right? have been better. Couldn't have been better. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And you can all connect with Somdatta. You can find her on LinkedIn as part of this post where you're watching this live show as well. You can follow her on Instagram. The real Somdatta and feel inspired because she has such amazing life lessons that she shares. So social media is not just about the you know the pretty pictures. It's beyond that. It's how do you face adversity and become this wonderful queen that she is, inspiring all of us. Thank you again, Shom, and thanks everyone for joining us. I want to do a quick shout out to AJ, Satya, Ramesh, Harshparohit, um, Gary. Thank you so much for joining us and. Hope you'll stay tuned and watch us at our next Sunday Live as well. Until then, it's Priyanka Komla signing off from Career Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact. See you all again next week.